Hi everyone, welcome to our new episode of Heartbeats, a platform where we discuss social initiatives and topics that Singaporeans care about. I'm your host Audrey. And I am your co-host, Nikki. Now, today we have invited two very special guest speakers. We have Jin Han and we also have Grace, the co-founders of Friendzone, which is a social organisation that connects communities through conversations. Thanks, Audrey. And you know, given the pandemic, most of us stay at home or you know, and more importantly, like behind the screens you know, for the whole day. And we only mingle with others when it's like really essential. So as a result, we are distant from those around us and even our neighbours or people at work or study places. To Grace and Junhan, tell us more about Friendzone. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Grace. I'm one of the co-founders of Friendzone. And Friendzone is an initiative um, that brings young adults to live in the same neighbourhood together over meaningful conversation. How we do this is by hosting online events. I mean, in pre-COVID times, they were in-person gatherings. But now, um, due to all the safe distancing measures, we've been hosting online events to bring young adults yeah, who live in the same neighborhood to get to know one another. I mean, for example, the four of us, right, could actually live in the same block and not even know that we might be neighbors. Yeah, and there's a lot of interesting people around you to discover. So, you know, what are some interesting activities that, uh, or initiatives that uh, Friendzone has implemented for these communities? I can. So, I'm Tam. Hello. Uh, my name is Jun Han, but you can call me Tam also. Uh, I'm also one of the co-founders of Friendzone. Um, we started, like Grace mentioned, we started in 2018 by hosting neighborhood gatherings. So we booked a pavilion in the neighborhood because we didn't want a closed space. We wanted an open space in the neighborhood. Uh, we decorated it with carpets and fairy lights. And then we sent invitations to young people in the neighborhood to just come down and, and chat. Uh, and we asked, like, would you be interested to meet another neighbor? And that, that was what we hosted for quite a long while. Uh, neighborhood gatherings in the neighborhood. Until COVID struck, of course. Then we were like, oh no. Uh, but now our neighborhood gatherings are online. <laughs> so we host digital neighborhood gatherings. And we've been experimenting with how to have small group conversations that are meaningful, that are deep and not awkward. Uh, while meeting someone new or meeting a new neighbor who lives around you and connecting over being in the same community, living in the same space. Um, and the heart of our programs is trying to highlight the strengths and the stories that young people already have in the neighborhood. So I, I think we, we take an approach to community building that is a bit different. We say, hey, what's already here? How can we connect it? Rather than what are the problems in this community and let us solve it. Um, and, and that's what we've been approaching Friendzone with for the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I really like your approach of um, what's already here, what can we do, right? Rather than looking at the issues. And I think it's so amazing how um, there's just a lot of initiatives that's being done to build friendships and communities among the youth, like what you have also mentioned. So understanding that Friendzone aims to, you know, combat social isolation and also disconnection and then at the same time um, also fostering meaningful conversations and friendship among the young adults in Singapore today. How do you guys then measure the impact based on all the initiatives that are being held by Friendzone? Thanks for the question. Uh, impact is a very new question to us. We started the work in 2018 by just saying Let, let's try something uh, and we only 
I guess, took a more serious look at impact at the end of 2020, which means we are one year into that journey. Uh, and, and we started because people were talking to us and, and saying, hey, you know, the work that you're doing, the neighborhood gatherings, the conversations that you're hosting, the people you're bringing together might have an impact on mental well-being, social well-being, and maybe you can like, measure that and, and figure out what, what it has achieved. So last year, we looked at how friend zones gatherings and workshops and follow-ups and chats, that Telegram chats that we host, uh, have had an impact on the social well-being of neighbours in the community. Social well-being is split into many portions. So social well-being could be how much I trust the other people in my neighbourhood. Social well-being could be how much support have I given to my fellow neighbours. How much support have I received from my other neighbours? Um, it also includes things like, do I even catch up with my, I mean, the very simple, the kind of like the bottom line of social well-being. Do I have friends around me, right? Social well-being, like, do I even have friends around me? And yeah, for the last year, we have been taking a closer look at some of these metrics and conducting surveys, conducting interviews with people who have been for our gatherings and follow-ups. Grace, anything to add? Yeah, I also wanted to add that I think the idea of success also is very subjective depending on who we're talking to. For example, someone who comes to our friend zone session, um, they make one good friend, they have great conversation, they take that friendship offline, and then you know they hang out with that friend outside. Um, it's a different measure of success, for example, than like an organization's point of view, right? Is it about like 30 people who show up for a session, or 50 people, or 100 neighbors that come for a session? Um, so I think when you're also thinking about impact, there's very different perspectives to take. You know, like, is it the founder's idea of impact and success? Is it the founder's idea of impact and success? Is it, and also the idea that impact and success looks different for everyone. You know, it could just be like, oh, now I'm connected to a wider network beyond myself. Or for us, someone else could view it as like, oh, I have made one good new friend. And that to me is like, now I feel more connected to my neighborhood. I like the fact that you brought up how success is different for everyone and it's really great that you don't exactly look at success from an organizational point of view but also the kind of impact that you're making to, to the youth themselves. So I guess um, to me based on what, what you guys have shared, the, the impact is really based on the connections that people fostered based on all the initiatives that you guys have put out there. And I do understand that you know um, Jinhan and Grace, you mentioned that with COVID-19 happening, um, a lot of the sessions are being put online now. So how has the move to online sessions then um, engaged the youth audience? Mm. It's actually been surprisingly good in the sense that we've also discovered some people are more comfortable connecting online versus an in-person event. So we've heard stories of people who considered joining a friends only event pre-COVID, but they were quite intimidated by meeting so many strangers or so many new people in person. Uh, but something about just perhaps home-based learning, right, or working from home where we're so used to getting on Zoom calls with different people, that the idea of meeting a neighbour or a stranger online uh, is more appealing. So I think that might be one. Another factor I would say is also with uh, constantly changing restrictions um, and just making it hard to meet new people in this new norm. Uh, that has also created another opportunity for people who are more interested with connecting with strangers or making new friends or even getting more connected in their own neighbourhood. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, 
I, I think at first, even for me, when um, COVID happened, it was very hard to get online because we're so used to meet, meeting people face-to-face, right? Yeah. But I feel that now, um, after joining all the Zoom sessions, it, it gets really comfortable talking to people online now because now speaking to people online is like the norm, you know, um, speaking to people from home, interacting. And I think it's really good that you guys are trying to come up with these online initiatives to engage uh, more people together instead of rather, you know, them being cooked up at home and not talking to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really curious. I mean, you know, Chin Han and Grace, both of you can answer this. Based on all your experience in interacting with youths or even organizing these sessions, what are some of the what are some organic topics that are of interest to youth that you know often sprout about during these sessions? I think so we because we run all our gatherings for youth and young adults, which means the age range of between 16 and 35, anywhere between this age range. Uh, the most common sentiment that I hear during the share back after ha- having small conversations is that we are all struggling. Right? <laughs> um, even though it, it, it can be slightly different forms of struggling, but yet there's still a common theme of like, yeah, we are figuring life out together. Um, and, and I think that's that's one common theme that's that threads all the many, many different conversations that we had. So some people are struggling because they just returned from overseas and then they're finding it very difficult to reintegrate into the Singapore community. Some people are struggling because COVID, right? I mean, and working from home all the time, being stressed by having to think about work all the time. Uh, and that's that's a very common theme as well. Uh, some people could be struggling because of family. Yeah, family is also something that comes up um, quite often, I think, in the small group conversations where I think also partly because of COVID, where we have to live with our family uh, more often, coming face to face with our family more often. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I guess... Adulting struggles is one way to, to summarize that. And that's why when we had to pick a when we decided to experiment with themes, right now we are experimenting with different themes for our youth conversations. One of these themes is adulting. Because yeah, that, that came up naturally from the conversations. And we thought that it is something that will bring people in this generation together. Yeah. Grace, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think to summarize also, um, everyone just talks about life, like all aspects of life, friendship issues, relationship issues, work issues, and uh, even exploring different topics, like we recently had one on parenting, so that was super interesting, like all the different topics about mm-hmm. navigating parental guilt, you know, finding your own life apart from dedicating most of it to your child, or like what happens uh, once you your child grows up, or even like changing parenting styles as your kids uh, continue to evolve and grow older like next week we have a session about friendships and like the following week we're doing one on fitness so gathering still the same concept of gathering young adults in the same neighborhood but giving them the opportunity to talk about topics that they themselves care about and even within those broader frames you can identify like subtopics and different discussion points so yeah I mean I think that's why like what the heart of what we want to do is to get conversations going between different people the idea that everyone has a perspective or story or experience that will be able to benefit another. 
Right, so, you know, like, there's a lot of different topics that you've talked about and it's really very current. I think the questions that come up are really very reflective of what uh, each of the youth are going through. And I think and there are a lot of themes that are common. So, you know, all of us go through the same things and like what you mentioned. It's quite interesting, you know, parenting and all. Uh, yeah, it's great for, you know, people to give suggestions to each other because there's no, like, one right answer to it. Right. So, yeah, as much as you know, the youth who attend your sessions are learning from each other, you know, based on your past experiences, what are some uh, learnings that your team has gained through all these sharings? I guess the one thing that comes up for me is that there are, firstly, right, <laughs> um, when we spoke to a lot of young people before we started running neighbourhood events, we asked them, do you know people who live in your neighbourhood or not? Do you know young people who live in your neighborhood or not? Uh, most people will answer, I don't really know. At most, I have like, you know, one or two secondary school friends who I catch up with. Uh, and then my, my neighborhood is a mature estate, all elderly. Uh, then <laughs> that, That's their next sentence. And then I was very curious, right? Because if everybody is saying that their, their neighborhood is a mature estate, then everyone must be lying, right? Because, <laughs> like, where, where are all of your staying if everyone's neighborhood is a mature estate? Um, Pongo. 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 Yeah, yeah. Then there's some people like to quote, like, Pongo and Sinkang, but it cannot be, right? It's not all the young people are living in Pongo and Sinkang, right? Yeah. So, so the first thing I learned was, like, yeah, there are a lot of young people in the neighborhood. Sometimes it's the fact that we choose not to see each other also. Like, sometimes when we come back from work, we just want to look at our phones, quickly enter the lift and, and go up. Uh, we don't even take a look at each other. So, yeah, that's, that's one learning point. And then the second being that actually there are people who also want to know other neighbours around them. It's just that there's no way to break this invisible barrier. Uh, and, and I think our work is trying to find out how to break this invisible barrier and then how to continue the conversations and friendships from there. Yeah. I think to add on, it's also the idea that um, what matters, like what happens next matters too. So it's one thing to meet someone new in your neighborhood, but so much of the experience is also requires initiative. For example, like you meet someone new at an event, um, how do you convert that new acquaintance into a good friend or then into a close friend, right? That also requires some amount of follow-up. So the idea that uh, ownership is also for the person who comes for the event to take, um, and that's something that's a bit out of our control too. So just hoping that, you know, Friendzone at least provides that first step for young people to realize like, whoa, look at all the other young people who live around you. Um, and the kind of interesting or amazing conversations you can have with them. And then hopefully uh, the platform is a good enough first step for people to continue the conversations and deepen the friendships after. Right, right. So, yeah, you know, when you talked about some places being Ulu, right? So, I think nowadays there are BTOs that pop up in the middle of like all those more mature estates, you know. I think McPherson had one, then, uh, as in the north, there were some that are popping up. I think it's UT area, you know, that, there's yeah. some that are popping up. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity for you to find uh, others or like minded individuals. Yeah. So, you know, when you talked about breaking the invisible barrier, it's really true, you know, like uh, one meetup uh, could be just something. Some, uh, you know, like just a starting point to deeper friendships, but it takes uh, owners on uh, mutual sites to you know help develop it. So speaking on, on that point, you know, what's the long term vision for Friendzone, and how will you sustain this vision? I, I would say that the long term vision is that Singapore would be a friend zone. You know that people would experience their neighborhoods as a place where they have friends, uh, and 
that they would also be open enough, courageous enough, welcoming enough, friendly enough to get a conversation going with someone new that they meet. Yeah. Sam? My, my personal, like, small vision is, is I hope that I can, you know, be at the lift lobby one day and then I can recognize the young people around me. I know their names. I know what they do. I know that I can approach them for help about something. Uh, yeah, that, that's my own like vision for myself and, and I hope that that's the same for like people, young people in Singapore in general. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, thanks for those insights. I, I mean, I'm totally guilty of what you guys have mentioned also. I mean, when, when I step into the leaf, I don't exactly say hi to my neighbours. So <laughs> I feel like I really learned a lot from this session and I definitely also will try to you know, do something that builds up a community around my area. Because I feel that, you know, even looking back, a lot of my friends, they, they stay outside of um, the community that I, I live in. And, and therefore, I, I feel that there isn't much um, inertia or an initiative to, to really try to make friends with my neighbours around um, the community. But I do, I do understand that it's also very important as well. All right. So thanks everyone again for attending the session with us. And thank you, Chin Han and Grace, for also sharing about your experience and what Friendzone has to provide. So we hope that you know, all of the audience here have gained some insights and takeaways about the ways we can build a community or how friendships can also be forged um, with your own neighbors. So please have a good rest, have a good Sunday. And of course, if you have any other burning questions, just feel free to reach out to any of us and we'll see how we can address them. So thanks so much. So thanks everyone for joining us today and see you on another session of Heartbeat.